Hello there, I'm Mystic. Welcome to my new podcast where I have a new conversation with a guest every single day. And they all have some pretty passionate things to say about the state of the world. So join us today, subscribe, like, and share wherever you listen to us and tell us your opinions. We may have you on the show. Oh, and remember, always have fun. Hi, everyone. Welcome to my podcast today. And today is part two. As I promised, we would have Mikey Silas back. And of course, Mikey has, he's a musician, an amazing musician. Um, he's an actor, consummate actor. And then he's also, his hobby is astrology. He's been doing amazingly well. So, you know, if you get a chance, reach out to him and and we'll certainly get a reading. He would love to get give you a reading. Um, but again, it's not the um, uh, astrology that you see in the paper, astrologers. It's not that. It's, a, it's an actual reading of the stars of your actual birthday. So reach out to Mikey. And Mikey, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm doing great. I could get used to being here. Thanks for having me back. <laughs> <laughs> Just well, kidding. It's, w- it's wonderful to talk know. to you, Mystic. It really is. Thank you so much. Yeah, you never know. Just, just keep doing part three, part four, and then <laughs> we'll see what happens. But, hey, you know, we're all life is an evolving thing. So here we are. Absolutely. And, you know, it's interesting because we were talking a little bit uh, prior to the show. And I think that um, some interesting points about where the stars have been um, in years past. And I'd like to go over some of that with you um, in regards to also what's happening now. It is all going on. So yeah, let's dive right into it. The, uh, oh, <laughs> sorry. So, the, <laughs> you were talking about the American Revolution. Why don't we start yeah. there? Because that, so, that was interesting. That like piqued my curiosity. Right. So the so using kind of the stars and planets as a map, looking looking backwards, and then with that with that perspective, looking ahead, um, was sort of that adage: it's happened before, and it will happen again. Any, if there's any Battlestar Galactica lovers out there, um, <laughs> I love that show. Um, but the uh, so the planet Pluto, which if you missed our previous conversation, I think we talked a lot about that, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. uh, is is a planet that brings great change. It is a it is like an electron that powers growth and it powers multiplication. It, it brings it brings sudden it brings slow and steady change into into our lives um and it's so it's associated with defining generations and also when it's in the particular place in the sky that it is currently it's been associated with major shifts in society and the structure of of mankind's day-to-day life since we've been studying so the human psyche uh yeah, essentially. I mean, it's all sort of connected, um, mm-hmm. the way that we respond to it. So I feel like we talked about um, you know, the effects that this, is have, this has on us as artists or individuals or family members. Um, you know, the, the events outside of you, you know, greatly how I think we respond 
um, shapes who we are and, and who we can be amidst great change or, or okay. shifting, shifting landscapes. Of course, of course. We were talking about um, how this world in which we live is, is a duality. Um, we were born into a dualistic type of, of nature. And as you could see it with a coin. You have heads or tails, yes or no. You have, you know, white and black. You, I mean, the list goes on and on. However, what I've learned in this dualistic um, uh, society or dualistic natured um, earth that I was born into is that without white, there is no black. And if there's, if you're in a black room, completely black, everything's black and you don't turn around and see the white, then of course you're in a singular uh, uh, type of uh, earth experience or any type of experience, right? It's yeah. singular, but this is dualistic. And so we need one and the other. So, so you can't have it without the other. And spiritually speaking, I've tried to walk the middle path so as to not, um, you know, you know, like, I don't want to like shake the apple tree right now. I'm standing under it and I don't want all those apples to fall on my head, you know? Right. So but I think more. I think in our experiences as humans, you know, we sh- we may shake it sometimes, so we at least know we don't want the apples to fall on our heads again. <laughs> right. So I, that's sort of the follies of being human. So, uh, but really well said. You know, another way I feel about it: how you gonna know the good if you don't know the bad? Uh, exactly. It's just, comes down to it. So, so we're kind of towing that line right now between what we were comfortable with and the unknown that's ahead of us. And so you could find some sort of comfort looking at astrology. And uh, that's for me, that's always been what I've used it as a tool for understanding events prior um, so that I under, so that I can feel like I was a part of something and, and not just totally overwhelmed by something. Like I hear some something walking. in the background. I apologize, but there's like something rubbing or maybe I'm like, does he have a beard? Is is it? I do. I have a quarantine beard. I have a quarantine beard right now. It is. It's the bushiest beard I've ever had. Let me tell you. Well, I know that the beard is definitely like roughing up against the microphone or something because um, I can hear some background noise, but that's okay. It that's should hilarious. it should be taken care of now. That is hilarious. Who would have thought? <laughs> Who would have thought? <laughs> I am due for a trim here. I've been towing the line with, with my with my beard for a little bit now. <laughs> that's um, great. That's great. Yeah, you sound perfect. I didn't hear the background noise. Anymore. Great. Yeah, I think I made an adjustment, so hopefully, hopefully, it's better now. Thank um, you. Thank you. Thank or you. Or so maybe so, you're so welcome. So what you're saying is that like. Pluto where it's at in the sky is causing this major shift within our psyche and bringing things to light and it's uncomfortable but necessary is that what I hear you saying I would say necessary for evolving to kind of bring it back to where we kind of were talking when we first started the conversation you know we're always evolving and in order to evolve, there, sh- there has to be some type of a change. So I, I would think it's very necessary. Um, and how we respond to that as being a necessity or not can oftentimes dictate our contentment or, or our ability to sort of function or to be grateful beings. Uh, so 
so looking so yeah so going back and looking backwards at the stars uh, is sort of a roadmap for what has happened in society prior the last time that the planets were aligned pluto specifically um with a current configuration that it is now was 500 years ago which if you're looking at a calendar will take you back to the early 1500s and that is right on the start of the discovery of the new world or the new world to the very uh egocentric way of looking at the world um at that time mm-hmm. and the start of imperialism so yeah we briefly did, touched on that yesterday and but so the effects from that then rippled into into sort of this expansion this evolve this evolving mindset that there's a larger community than exactly what you're stuck in or what you're living in or to make it more relatable whatever your status quo is at the time and it starts to get the mind going again and then you start asking deeper questions like the the what ifs what if we had more freedoms what if we had more information what what if we went other places what if we explored new ideas what if we and took then, more responsibility like like yeah. that is a big one for us in this country to take more responsibility like i feel like the destruction of the family you know the destruction of our values just this, the d- destruction of so many things has happened in this country. And we've allowed this because we come from different parts of the world. So, you know, in order to respect, you know, each other and what we have going on, we're, we, I think that we allow things to happen a little more than the rest of the world. Because if you say, okay, well, you know, even Africa is a continent, you know, there's, there's Africans in the entire continent, you know, look at Latin America, it's, it's Latino, right? Look at India, they're Indians. But if you look at the United States, there's people from all, literally all over the world. That's a complete melting pot. And so, you know, the way I raise my family is different. The way you raise your family or the way somebody else raises their family if they even choose to have a family. So, you know, those are the things that we have to contend with, but I think that we need to wake up. We do need to wake up. Cause I feel like anytime there's been these shifts in, in this sort of awakening, this, this consciousness. So the beginning of the 1500s were also the beginning of the, of the Renaissance period, which brought in those values of liberation and freedom that sparked the French revolution. It sent the, it broke down the Catholic church. It created that divide of Protestants and Catholics, which then Mm -hmm. bumped over to America as, as the Protestants were looking for their land, you know, they were sort of sent over here because they, they wanted religious freedom. And Mm -hmm. So what happens is when there's these shifts in these movements, you have you have the established and the new trying to occupy the same space. And I feel like throughout history, you can look back and see there's been some people who have taken advantage of those opportunities when people were down, when people were confused, when people were trying to be open and loving. There's always someone who sees that as an opportunity to seize the moment for themselves. And I feel like greed, greed. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Exactly. And I feel like right now, 
um, just kind of fast forward to 2020, where we're at right now, our country, uh, United States in particular, but really it's a global thing. You know, uh, every country has, has for the most part, in, in my humble opinion, uh, some sort of a leader that, uh, I'll just say it this way, the, the leaders who are of true heart and soul for for fairness and everybody having everything that, that they deserve or could live with, I think they're few and far uh, between um, in this world as we know it. And I feel like this restructuring of this global pandemic and and the sort of looking at how the industries operate and what our day-to-day life and how it operates um, and functions is, is under attack. And I, I fear that there is some sort of, that people are going to be using, and I say people, I mean mostly like, uh, I'll just say it, I'll just rip the bandaid off. Uh, people like Donald Trump are out there and they're trying to use this now to their advantage uh, whether it be re-election or padding their pockets or if it's cr- a critical acclaim for how they've handled something, you know, basically creating scenarios that that they come out looking like the hero in while everyone so, suffers. So, right. So, so, okay. So that is an opinion and I it is. absolutely 100% respect that opinion. However, we don't have the picture in its entirety holistically we don't see or can't see or we haven't been shown exactly what's happening right so it's a it's it's a a, i feel like a a skewed opinion with all due respect oh i'm totally I'm, i'm here with you i understand yeah because we don't we don't see the whole picture in its entirety so that's what i'm i i've been sitting back waiting for that to happen but i can share with you that you know i don't know anything about padding his pockets i'm assuming that um he's padding his pockets um because there's perhaps a rumor or something going on that he's part of the cure is that correct oh are you are you t- re- referencing his uh his stakes that he has in the hydroxychloroquine. Right. Is that what I'm hearing you say? Is that why um, he's be I, padding his pockets? Because I, as I understand it, he's the first president in the history of the United States of America that has not taken a paycheck. That's well, I, right? I, yeah, he, well, I, I believe, and I'm not a super expert. So I am just kind of going off of my opinion and kind of my gut feeling about, about just kind of, just not trusting the narratives that you that are being forced upon you on the news and just trying to look at things more objectively, respectfully, <laughs> even though I sound like I'm totally subjective. Um, <laughs> I understand. My, I'm confused and scared. I'm scared and confused. Girl, oh, I can't help it. Um, it's the, mind control. It's okay. I know it is. It's so <laughs> funky. It's such a funky way to live. Um, but I, I, uh, I, I believe he... Uh, he was saying, I'm not going to take the pay because I don't need it. And I'm going to look very generous and give that back to America. But well, I believe, okay, I believe they said thing. he couldn't, he couldn't do it. So they basically said, you have to take some money. So he just took a extreme pay cut um, is, what is what it? I understand. What, what, what was the extreme pay cut? Like he gets one cent or something? No, I think the, the amount, the amount of like 25,000 is coming to my mind or, or something in that range. Okay. Okay. 
And we can easily look that up online or right. look that up. Whoever's listening can look it up if they're curious enough. But, um, you know, I've said this before that politics is, politics is not my forte. And I welcome the gift of having a, a somebody who's been into politics um, for a long time. I welcome uh, uh, you to the show. So reach out to me and let me know. And most certainly... I will um, get you whatever you need to so that you could be on the show. I would love to hear from you. So anyway, um, yeah, we don't know holistically. So fine, he's taking $25,000 or 25 cents, whatever it is, because he's doing a job and he's doing it because he's choosing to. He didn't have to. He was already a famous star. He he, he was known all over the world. He, he also, um, you know... Let's be real. He he was a star and he 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 builds things, right? He builds hotels. He builds buildings, right? So he financially he didn't have to go there either. But he he made a choice because somehow somewhere some way somebody told him something along the way. Something somebody told him something about the US and I feel like he said, absolutely not. I'm not going to go for that. I'm not going to accept that. Hmm. And so that's the way I've been looking at this. And I think that, yeah, everyone has an agenda. Don't get me wrong. But behind it all, I feel like there's more to the story than we know. And he's been getting a lot of slack. But once the truth hits the fan... And we understand holistically, I think it's, we might have a different opinion. Yeah. You know, it's interesting you say that um, because there is the whole mindset of just, and I'm just going to speak frankly, because maybe there's people out there who feel the same way. Could he really be so oblivious to, to what he says or how he does things to the point where it's just so (laughs) upsetting? Like it almost makes you think he knows exactly what he's doing. Which of is infuriating, but it validates what you're saying that he knows he knows something about the bigger picture that yeah. that um that we are just um we're just not able to understand at this point. So at this point, right, right. Oh, I appreciate so your crazy. conversation, Mystic. <laughs> it's it's so crazy. Like he's so over the top. He's not an idiot. <laughs> he okay? sure is, my goodness. <laughs> he is not like everyone thinks he is, and everyone's putting him out to be. But I promise you, somebody who could be a multi-billionaire is not an idiot. Well, you know what's interesting, too, about uh, about <laughs> Donald Trump, and I agree with you 100%, is astrologically um, what's happening to the United States right now, because where Pluto is in the sky um, is exactly where it was when the American Revolution started. And we're going to have a lunar eclipse on the day that the Declaration of Independence was started. And these are all major reset transformative eras in, in anything, but especially in a country. So we're going to look at sort of a reset to the Constitution. We're going to look at, at a revisit to the foundation. To the of, Constitution? Wow. That's huge. It's the day the pen went to the paper. Um, we're having a major... Lunar eclipses are all about beginnings and endings. So, and since we already began the Constitution, I'm going to suggest, I'm going to, if I were a betting man, I would, I would put money on the fact that things are probably going to change or evolve from the way they were. 
So, so this is all stuff we have looking that we all have to look forward to. And in general, I really feel like the thing with Donald Trump that is so um, off-putting to a lot of people, you know, and, and this is this is this is outside of understanding that that maybe he's involved in some sort of a bigger picture, and it's actually going to be a great thing ultimately somehow. Um, is that right now, as this country is going through this maturation process of evolving from our fa- our founding roots and our founding beliefs and values? is all of the shadow stuff of America is really coming to the surface. Yes. And Donald Trump yes. and Donald Trump respectfully represents the, the shadow side, or he's at least playing that part very, very well. The, ra- the, well, the racism, the systemic, yeah, the racism, yes. the systemic um, oppression that's built into this country, the have, the have nots, the healthy, the sick. I mean, all of these things that, that is the, the age, even the age, even yeah, the, him being 71, what he's 71, I think he's 71 or 72. So here we are, our, our super smart president and politics selves. <laughs> um, but yeah, he, he is in his early seventies. Cause I think all the Joe, Joe Biden, Bernie Sanders, Donald Trump were all in their um, young seventies. And yeah. Yeah. So it's all, he represents, you know, um, reality, TV the way that it used to be I wish that reality TV could actually be real (laughs) like truly what it was supposed to be and then it turned into something ugly and nasty and it fed off of people's fear mongering and it fed off of people's insecurities and people's just horrid things and then people would watch it because they were just mesmerized by it oh it's uh you know i really feel like one of my most um moment my most well 9 11 is is an event that pops up in my head you know when you're just constantly watching watching what's being fed to you Uh, i'm not trying to say that was some sort of crafted event but what i'm saying is like in terms of how they portrayed it in the news and just really milking it for everything that they could to just pull you into the tv but all but conversely with that but i turned it off I saw what happened once, then it, they were playing it twice, and when I said, oh, shit, this is mental programming, boom, I turned off the television. It's the same thing happened with the tsunamis in 2011. And, uh, no, yeah. 2003, 2004? Um, well, look at Hurricane Katrina. Hurricane Katrina. I mean, anytime there's a hurricane, like 24-7 uh, news coverage about it and you're watching the same clip over and over and over and over again you know oh it looks like winds are now 62 miles an hour up from 61 five minutes ago and you're just yeah, and you're just yeah. slowly being pulled into this into this matrix that, that they're building you know and yeah. i feel like we're watching that we watched it through the impeachment trials we're watching it through the oh cor- coronavirus covers uh, uh, commercials right. and coverage, excuse me. Um, it's just, it's, it's, it's immensely, immensely, uh, suffocating. And then, and then um, a lot of people aren't able to have the freedom to leave their house or to leave the confines of a room where even if you decide that you don't want to watch it, if, if you happen to be an, in a lockdown situation with someone who is into it and they are watching it all the time, you're around that energy constantly. So, well, check the, check this out. Like I was going outside. Okay. Because I had planted flowers. I literally planted flowers. 
okay, in the front of my house. I did all the weeding. I picked everything up. And then in the back, in, in the back deck, you know, um, and I have a really huge back deck, but it's still my property. It's on my property. So I was like, oh, my gosh, you know, um, I want to, you know, go outside and, you know, if you go outside, just make sure you clean up, blah, 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 whatever. I was just saying some stuff to, to uh, my roommate and he's like, oh, we're not supposed to go outside. I said, what are you, what are you, what are you talking about? We could go outside within the confines of, 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 of the location that you're in. But outside of like that, you can't go out to the streets. He's like, no, no, you cannot go outside you can only stay in okay no matter what. <laughs> <laughs> and i was like shocked by that he really thinks that we can't go outside now mind you he's been in this country for two years no excuse me maybe six years four years something like that um from china and does that make a difference i don't know I have no idea because I'm not in China and I don't know what's being fed to the people in China. Right. All we really know know is what's being fed to us about what's being fed into the people in China. Right. um... Right. But he literally told me not to go outside and I was like, Oh my gosh. Okay. I mean, well, we see the, I mean, again, it's just filtered through what, what we're, what we're shown on, uh, it, what, whatever, whatever way you receive news, whether it's social media or, or, or the television or the radio, or you download it from a friend, whatever, um, the, the response that we saw in, in a more, um, draconian society, like China is portrayed here, um, is, you you don't do this. You're locked in your house. They put boards above the. They put uh, bars over the windows so you can't get out that way. I mean, they had from what I saw, um, they they had some. When they said lockdown, you were in your house. You were in your house. You had passes to get in and out out of your building. One person per week could leave to go to the store. I mean, they they went the whole extra mile. So from my yeah, from from my understanding, and I do I do want to have mm-hmm. that cave, caveat always that you know I'm I'm a, I'm right. a flawed person just like anybody else, and I could be totally wrong. But my understanding is that, and the reaction to to him saying that doesn't surprise me. Um, hey, they said not to go outside, so guess what? We don't go outside. It makes sense to me. Right, right. But obviously, my mentality is well. I thought you weren't supposed to go outside of your home. And I still consider that as part of my home, an extension. So, you know, to me, I'm American. And our, our, our freedom is different than a communist country. Right? Oh, I, yeah. Uh, Presumably, yes. So, <laughs> I'm like, wait, well, wait, wait a minute. Now I feel like I'm towing the line of like, wait, maybe I should make sure I don't say anything controversial. <laughs> <laughs> but I agree. Uh, yes, yes. I for for the sake of uh, the conversation and being loud, proud, and wrong sometimes. Yes, you are absolutely right. <laughs> but I think you are. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, I've lived in a different country before, in a quote unquote third world country. It was deemed, and that's the 
you know, they do that. They put they put a sign up. Oh, this is what we call a third world country. Oh my god. It's part of the system. It's part of the structure. Right? Yeah, you know, when I was in college, uh the I had a teacher who spent a lot of time in Indonesia and she worked she, she was a uh anthropologist and she made sure to instill in us that third world country was a wildly inappropriate term to use. Um, just because it made it sound like there were these <laughs> layers to, to right. life, like, oh, exactly. you're first and you're third. Good luck. You know, so right. so we really adapted those terms of de- developed nations or developing nations. Um, yeah, but still. Yeah, it's still developed, developing. Right. And it's still, you know, it, but the thing is, somebody, somebody that I know, well, I'll just say my, my Peter said to me, it's all within language. It's right there. And language is the first way that we're manipulated. Mm. It's all in the language. And if you believe in the language and you, you hear and you believe in the words that are being spun, then all of a sudden you're in the matrix. You get pulled in and that's it. So, you know, just having that, you know, when Peter told me that, I'm like, wow. And I'm like you know, share, share with me an example. And he was breaking down language. He was breaking down words, you know, mm, interesting, a prefix and a suffix. Well, yeah. Even like the word uh, disease. Um, I've, I've this exactly. Yeah. Right. Right. And he broke that down and I was like, Whoa. And it's, I mean, it's consistent. So you have to be really choosy and careful with, the things that you say absolutely so that you don't fall into that <laughs> so it's just interesting i'm so so let's get back to donald trump so okay so maybe he is a narcissist right yeah and i would argue maybe a lot of us are too so <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 i mean especially if 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 you know if you've lived in in this country and not like lived in a different country to see how other people live. Like, I think that that was the biggest blessing. I can say that that was the biggest blessing. It it humbled me to see people living on next to nothing and having, having nothing to wear and their children running around naked day in and day out. It was a very humbling experience. And so, you know, I think of people all around the world right now that perhaps are still living in huts or living in small homes or can barely feed their children, you know, and this, this halt on the world is, it has me very worried about many people all all around the world. And I wanted to ask you, yes, please. Um, you know, with what you see, do you see a positive outcome reflected back to us from the stars and the planets? Man, this is like looking ahead is like one of those things that is, I get, I get so scared of falling into the mindset of self-fulfilling prophecy. Like it has to work out this way. And, and mm. then, then what we do is we limit ourselves to the possibilities that are available. 
So I think there's anything that is a positive to right now is that whatever, whatever was working for you before, before all of this sort of kicked in and whatever we're going to go through collectively and individually respectfully um, ahead, whatever it is that hurts or feels like a, or feels like a setback or a growing pain or limitation. Um, I really think the positive thing to come out of this is the possibility that will be available with new options and a new sense of freedom, even if it is in a different world that we're not quite used to. Um, so I think just, I mean, this is kind of fun. If you look at it this way, kind of like Battlestar Galactica, you know, they were pioneers in a new world. They were looking for something great and it wasn't easy and they faced a lot of personal challenges and growth. And they, what they did is they battled through um, their individual battles and collectively, well, I won't spoil the end, but, but um, collectively it goes through a journey and we're on that journey and how beautiful it is to be able to have conversations like this right now. So protecting those relationships that we have, you know, if that's the most we can do right now, you know, because that's the way that we're human, you know, we stay in contact and communicate with each other and we create together, we, we merge ideas, you know, that's only going to get stronger as people are going to be, be, I think for the at least the meantime, be forced to sit down and find ways to cross pollinate ideas and existence when we're feeling very stuck as we are right now. So I think that there's possibilities that are endless. And to me that, that, that's a beautiful thing. And so you're, you're talking about physics now, right? So if we don't collectively see that it, it can be a little dangerous. So if collectively we all meditate and pray to have an opportunity to of freedom rather of freedom and what would that freedom look like and what would our lives look like so if we can have an input into that world and how we would want it to be then i think we can co-create and doesn't that sound beautiful that sounds great Yeah. yeah yes but but if we do nothing then we're going to get more of the BS that we're living right now. Right. And that's my point. So if we don't see anything because we're putting a stamp on it because of the physics around it, the science that, that lives around that. But if we, if we take the power and control back to ourselves within our hearts, if we can do that and really pray and meditate and maybe even write it down be specific how do you want yeah how do you want this new world to be and start praying and make it make it you know every morning and every night how do you want this world to be and and take five minutes and pray and say out loud how you want this world to be with freedoms and you know in a different way that, that, that all that junk came up, you know, from, from the bottom of the scum just came up and said, we're not accepting this. And we toss it out, you know, like the pizza gate and, you know, where people behave in a dirty manner and we, we're just not tolerating that anymore. And we're co-creating something beautiful. It is. I, I really, I, I pray that, uh, 
I pray for others and for myself that I could really take what you just said to heart. Cause I really think that's, that's the core of everything right now. Um, uh, this is, I mean, if, if, while we're sitting here trying to figure out what that world would, would look like for us and what our existence is, there's probably somebody, no names, please, that has an idea of what that should be for us already. And they're out there doing that already. So, so. Well, I'm hoping that he can do it in a positive manner. I mean, if he's going, look at, look at, look at Peterson. So John Peterson, who is bringing back the values systematically to the family unit. He's, he's saying that the, that men have to grow up and become men. And women, women, we, we've, we've like, like, you know, like marred the line between, you know, like, what is it to have a feminine and masculine energy? Like, what is that? And everybody has that within themselves. Everybody. Oh, for sure. Um, Yeah. And I think it's also, I, I feel like it's important to make the distinction that masculine and feminine isn't limited to male or female either. And it's interesting because we moved into this age of Aquarius and Aquarians are, we moved into it a few years ago. Um, this is, it's the digital age, but it's also Aquarius is associated with androgyny. So, so this very androgynous, when you, when you look at Star Trek, and I don't know if I'm all about Star, Star Battle, Star Galactica and Star Trek, but it kind of feels like that's the world we're moving into a little bit, but a lot of What's the name of the actor? What's the name of the actor? From, oh, God, this is the third from, from Battlestar Galactica, just say it. Okay, what's his name? Again? Uh, there's so many in that one, but Star Trek is is. Uh... No, no, the the guy that left. Oh, guy. Edward Los Almas. Edward is. Edward. Uh, yes, thank you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. <laughs> he is such an amazing actor. I love he him. He is. He is so like when he when he looks at you seriously, like he's serious. It scares. Oh, I'm you. sure. <laughs> like that's. That's what I mean. I feel like we need that back. We need that that in the family structure for the dad to be like, okay, I'm not taking that well, anymore. That's why he was in charge of that ship. <laughs> yeah, I, I I know him. He's like a mentor. I was I was gonna say that, but it was but I couldn't remember specifically. And I'm probably batting I'm probably batting a cool like like one for 10 right now with my references. So I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna take the bench on that one and say, Oh, nice plays. And yeah. Um, yes. Well, you said it three times. I'm like, okay, he's my mentor. Yes, he is. And he's been an amazing mentor and I'm really honored and blessed to, to have him as a mentor. And I'm so grateful for everything he's done, you know, and not, not just for himself because he's one, he's an advocate for human rights you know, and I've always appreciated that about him. So big shout out to Edward James Olmos. Woo, 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 woo. <laughs> <laughs> so say we all. <laughs> That's a line from the show. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. So, okay. So, so we need to all meditate and we need to pray on a beautiful, beautiful new world. And if we do it morning and night, then we can definitely um, move mountains. But the trick is, what are we going to pray? And I think that I'm going to have a podcast just on prayer. 
and how to pray during this pandemic. And I think I'm going to do that um, with Patrick, actually. Um, He has been doing um, evidence and answers and how we can um, find God amidst the chaos. So it's going to be an interesting podcast. But yeah, you got to come back and visit. I'm here for that one. I'm I'm reading a book (laughs) called Healing Pluto Problems right now. So when I finish that, I'll let you know. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> by Donna Cunningham. Uh, but it, but it's, it's similar to this. It's how to deal with chaos and change and everything. So, um, uh, and prayer and meditation is, I don't need to read much further in the book to know that that's how you get in touch with the things you want to manifest. So I, I will be tuning in to that podcast for sure. Yeah, it's so important for us to come up together collectively with a good prayer for the future, right? So I'm, I'm counting on all the people who are listening right now to send in their prayers or just send in a prayer, just write a prayer. Um, you know, this is, this is also on YouTube. Um, so you can definitely um, listen to it there and, and write a prayer and I'll take everyone's prayer into account and then, put them all together and then create one. Of course, there's a cutoff time because I don't expect that we're going to be on this pandemic for much longer, right? Because <laughs> it's the 9th of April. It is right? the 9th of April. I do think we probably will see, and a lot of astrologers agree with this, we probably will see waves of this come, come and go. Um, just as we sort of, Go up the mountain, we'll come down. And then the hill will be less steep, but we'll come back down. And then we'll go up again. So, But I do feel like the, the mass hysteria and the initial fear response to it will, will fade soon. And um, I, I don't think we want to be completely – I think we want to use the time now to build our response system to that. So, like, they're looking for antibodies for, for the – for the COVID-19, we need to build our anti- antibodies within our spiritual self to fight off the fear and the mongering that will be coming towards us. Um, I hate to say it, but inevitably again. So really making sure that we have that resolve strengthened within ourselves. Right. But we don't want to remain complacent either because that's what got us here to begin with. Right. Well, so what? And so that's really important. Yeah. What are those daily practices? Yeah. Yeah, we got to take our power back. So for sure, I will talk to Patrick and we'll come up with some kind of prayer. And then we can pray it every morning and every night. And we'll, we'll see. I'm so excited about that. And so in ending and ending this, this podcast, what are your thoughts? Do you want to leave us with something? I'd love to hear a little bit more about what you're seeing. Any other dates? Well, the I am... Um... What you just said um, about the creating that prayer that we can all do collectively to strengthen us, I mean, those sound like tools for the revolution, you know, and a revolution isn't really about necessarily going to battle, but it's going up against things that need to change. And that, that starts with your own personal self. And this year is going to be a lot about personal growth. You know, we're going through this very, this period of time where we're very isolated um, physically from things that have made us feel comfortable before. And this will probably last most of this year. 
that feeling. I mean, there will be, will evolve, will evolve through this and there will be, there will be extended periods of time. Where we'll feel good about it and we'll feel, we'll feel like everything's okay. But you know, anytime, like we started this very podcast with today, how do you know the good if you don't know the bad? You know, as we build up this new normal, we're, we're going we're gonna to have new definitions for what feels good. And in order to understand that, we have to, we have to understand why it feels good. It's because we know the alternative that doesn't make us, doesn't empower us as much. And I think that this year will be all about that growth. And we're really going to have an apex of social not not even the virus or anything like that that's permeating through media through people through communities and everything right now but systematically as we go through these big changes and things are brought from dark to light and we're able to really see these things manifest before our eyes we're going to come up on this summer and it's going to be a big turnaround for us so i think that we should really just preserve our energy, get ourselves ready and organized and focused and, and be ready for, to be at the forefront of, of feeling new again with everybody. Cause when we emerge out of this, it's going to be just so beautiful. It's going to feel so good. Yeah. And we can't forget that, you know, we're, we're one, we have to come through this together and we have to embrace each other and learn to love each other and it's okay. So you don't have to like everyone, but you do have to love everyone. (laughs) (laughs) There's a difference. So thank you so much, Mikey. It's so fabulous to have you on the show again. I'm so grateful for all the beautiful words that you, you shared with us and the blessings that you're giving all the, the listeners i'm so grateful to you for all of that and i'm praying again for your father who is still in the hospital but he's doing better so i'm so happy to hear that um and we're still sending your mom lots of positive energy into you and your family so um thank you thank you for being here thank you so much mystic of course, it's my pleasure. And to all of you listeners, I'm grateful for you to listen to the show and to have you stop by. Please, please, please share, like, and subscribe. And I would greatly, greatly appreciate that. I send you much love. Stay safe and positive. And remember, united we stand. Thank you so much for listening. Stay safe, subscribe, and review. We will come at you with many more topics, and remember, united we stand.